Hey guys, this is Robert from Limitless Broadcasting. And Sammy. I was getting to you. (laughs) But we wanted to tell you some exciting news. We are going to be at the Indiana Comic Con, March 22nd through the 24th. That's going to be at the Indianapolis or... Indiana Convention Center. In Indianapolis, let's say that. (laughs) So if you were going to the convention, please come over to the Limitless Broadcasting booth Mm -hmm. and say hello. Yeah, I believe it was booth 1710. 1710. Yes, so it's a huge convention. Yeah. Probably the biggest one I think we've been to. Yeah, this is going to be like Megacon. Yeah, unfortunately I will not be there in person. Robbie will be there but he's going to have some uh, fun friends with him. Yes. Including, I believe, from Pixie Dust Twins, Ashley. First con for her. And so if you're there, ask us about Rant Radio because you can win $1,000 from Limitless Broadcasting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very excited about that. And who doesn't love a good rant? Yes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we will, or I guess I should say Robbie, will see you soon at the Indiana Comic Convention. And what days... Are you going to be there one more time? Uh, we're going to be there the 22nd through the 24th of March. Mm-hmm. So we'll see you guys there soon. We'll see you there. Bye. Bye. You're listening to the Limitless Broadcasting Network. Your whole life can change in an instant. About 50 million adults in the United States have chronic pain, and because of a car accident, Robbie is one of them. In their marriage vows, Robbie and Sammy promise to stand by one another and provide strength when needed, and lately they've been facing some of their biggest challenges. Join them as they share the ups and downs of living with chronic pain. everybody welcome to another episode of the painful truth of living with chronic pain podcast we're your hosts i'm sammy and i'm robbie and we have a specially picked topic by mr robbie today so i have a handicap placard yes and the reason why i picked this topic is because i get a lot of shit from people and Mm -hmm. a lot of like dirty looks like Why does this kid have Mm -hmm. a handicap placard? Like, I've been asked to move. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm out of my car walking in there, and people drive up and say, you don't really have a need for this. You should move. And I'm just like, well, I have to see a physician Mm -hmm. to get this. Mm -hmm. So, of course, I have a medical need for this. Mm -hmm. So, I wanted to dive deeper in what it's like to get a handicap placard. Like, Mm -hmm. how did this get developed? Mm -hmm. And that's where this episode is going to go. So everybody can be on the same page as, how did this come around about? Yeah, it's a good question. Yeah, one that I hadn't really thought about until you brought it up. So I think the reason why is because I I get so many negative looks Mm -hmm. from having a placard to Mm -hmm. people telling me to move or people giving me the side eye being like you know what's going on Mm -hmm. i think sometimes people can be too judgy without knowing the full story sometimes right because you nobody knows what other people are going through Mm -hmm. 
And so I that's agree. why I wanted to do this. Yes. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. So mm-hmm. what do we got for him? So, all right. So let's look at when did this actually become law for handicap parking? Okay. Something, again, I had not really thought about. Yeah. So it looks like it actually came out of the civil rights movement of the 1960s. Who knew? That's when lawmakers were more focused on people's rights, like gender, race, ethnicity, as we know. Obviously, that was a big time in U.S. history. Very big. So the first law benefiting disabled individuals came in 1968 with the Architectural Barriers Act. It established federal guidelines for the design of buildings so they would be more accessible to people with disabilities. So okay. that's crazy. 1968, really, if you think about it, was not, not that long ago for them to have started requiring certain rules for buildings and whatnot for people who my need dad, a wheelchair and whatnot. My dad was born in 1950, right? Yeah, so he was a full adult by the right. time they started enacting this. Absolutely. Which just, is crazy. Just to put that in perspective for you. Mm-hmm. This um, this new act that they started um, working on included implementing special parking spaces, signs, lowering curbs for wheelchair users. Jeez, Louise, that was way back. Can you imagine? Didn't have that either. That's insane. Can you imagine living in a world where it's not like that? We just accept it now. Yeah, nowadays it's just like it's it is law. What it is, you have you know? to do that. Yeah. And the international symbol of access, which is that wheelchair symbol that you see like on the parking spots, was instituted through this act as well. And although this was a helpful step for many people, there wasn't any kind of enforcement or direction on placement or size of handicapped parking. So that's kind of crazy to think of. Right. So then in 1988, the Title VIII of Civil Rights Act was amended to protect people with disabilities from being discriminated against. So another 20 years later. Wow. So realistically, that, that's, that's not like very we were alive. Well, that was 1990. 1988. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. 88. So we were we were alive. By yeah, then, we were alive. Not very big, but we were right. We were here. Can you believe that? If you actually think about mm-hmm. that, that's like in our generation. Oh, I see what you're referencing, though. But handicap parking wasn't a federal law in 1988 with this um, amendment. It was law with the Americans with Disabilities Act of 1990. So, yes, that's where, that's where you're getting that that fact from. So, handicap parking became federal law in 1990. 1990. That was really not that long ago. Oh, my goodness. That's insane to think about. That, that blows it, your mind. Yeah. Who knew? It was really not that long ago. I can't imagine how people – I mean, it's not like disabilities are new or wheelchairs. All yeah. these people without these rules and laws and – that's interesting, too, because we specifically did a whole episode about going to Disney, right, with your chronic pain. And right. we talked about the disability pass and all that stuff and how some of the rides, they're not accessible to, like, a scooter. And you may not even be able to get on if you have a wheelchair. Right. But that's because Disney World is older than a lot of these laws. You know, it does make sense now. Mm-hmm. It's because you're thinking, okay, why wouldn't they just yeah. build it in? But it wasn't a law. They didn't no. have to. No, exactly. The fact that there are so many rides... And so much accessibility at Disney World is kind of amazing now when you look at it. Yeah. Because yeah. They, there was no laws requiring them to do it. I'm pretty certain Disney refurbished a lot. I'm sure. And especially once they probably saw some of this starting to be amended yeah. and whatnot, when they were building parks, they probably automatically started including it too. And of course, nowadays, anything new they build, they will automatically right. 
per the law include this and disney tries to be inclusive too they've started releasing like halloween costumes for kids in wheelchairs and you know so that's another but can you imagine working in a building that let's say you had to have a wheelchair to get in there and it wasn't handicapped i don't know what they did i don't know i mean what would you do would you have somebody help you out I mean, they must have because there were no rules saying that they had to have like probably ramps and yeah and whatnot for you. So I don't know what they did. That's super. And it makes you wonder, like, crazy. before this is actual law, mm-hmm. what did people do? Yeah, that would be interesting to get somebody on here to say, Who you know what, this is us. what we did. Yeah. So going out to our listening audience, if you guys were affected by this, mm-hmm. please hit us up. Yeah, let we us would know. love to talk to you and get you onto the show yeah. because it kind of blows our mind because this wasn't that long ago. Yeah. And we just take it, like we said, for, for, for granted because we didn't know. Right. All right. So let's look at what the ADA covers. So section 4.6 of the ADA legislation mandates that parking lots and passenger loading zones must have at least one closed handicapped parking spot near a building's entrance. Now, that's interesting to me that it says at least one like i would have assumed that there was some sort of like that's further along okay there so they do have that because i'm like one for like one building seems a bit ridiculous okay thank you all right so accessible parking spaces have to be at least 96 inches wide to allow disabled drivers and or passengers to enter and exit the vehicle easily especially if they obviously require a wheelchair other accessible device that's one thing i do like about they are wide. They are wide enough mm-hmm. because there's sometimes I've had to use canes. I've had to use a, a wheelchair, things like that to mm-hmm. get out, to get walking around. Or like around. even when you had that neck brace, or it was like so awkward getting brace. in and out of the car. Exactly. Yeah, having that space is, have, is yeah, super exactly. helpful. Yeah, and that's another thing too, not to keep Harvey on Disney, but it's somewhere we go a lot. But they have a lot, their parking lot for the disabled parking is huge. Well, they basically like, I'll, I don't know if it's, is it every space has even that extra, the lines next right. to it. If you do need the extra, extra space because of a wheelchair or whatever, they don't have just certain ones, which in a lot of parking lots, there may be a couple that have the extra, extra space for you, mm-hmm. but Disney has them like everywhere. So yeah, right. it's just another thing I've always I wish, noticed. I wish sometimes even the normal spaces had that. But yeah, since I've had my chronic pain, I don't think I could. I'm kind of selfish now, as I don't think I could go back to a regular parking spot because mm-hmm. I need the extra space. I need the extra time mm-hmm. because I'm never going to be a hundred percent anymore. Mm-hmm. Like it just is what it is. When you have mm-hmm. chronic pain, it's not like you flip a switch and you're done. Mm-hmm. No, it, right. I'll be this way until I die. Yeah, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So. All right, let's keep looking at this. So the ADA also laid out the regulations that businesses need to follow. For example, for every 25 regular parking spaces, okay, there needs to be a minimum of one handicapped parking space and one handicapped van parking space. So that's what I was talking about, right. van parking space. The number of designated spaces increases with the amount of regular available parking spaces. So like a place that has 400 parking spaces must have a minimum of eight handicap accessible spots. There's also specific regulation regarding medical buildings and hospitals, and they need to ensure they have at least 10% That's of their parking as handicapped. Well, it makes sense because 
yeah are probably going there related to whatever is going on you know potentially so right hospitals may see more people who have the need for disabled parking so Mm -hmm. that definitely makes sense now i will say the mayo clinic oh my god you you guys i don't know what you're doing with your handicap spots but it was terrible yes that That lie oh my goodness yeah we're gonna go to the mayo clinic Valet. They had a whole lot for like accessible parking, but it was not big enough. And there were like accessible spots, but they were outliers. And Valley yeah. was so much easier to do at yeah. the end of the day, and, and it's cheap, and, and it wasn't so too expensive. Affordable yeah, up there. And so. I that's one thing I do like about the Mayo Clinic. I don't think they price things so high that people can't afford it. They yeah. understand people are coming there because they have illnesses. Yeah, and, it's not like when you go to a theme park or a restaurant and, uh, and they want to charge you like surgeries. $30. Yeah. Uh, it's nowhere near that. So yeah, that was that's a nice thing I can't say about them. So the ADA also requires that all accessible spaces be designated, designed the exact same way, eight feet wide and 11 feet wide for the van accessible parking. Access aisles in between the spaces should be marked with a crosshatch pattern so that other vehicles cannot park there. There's a difference between cannot and should not, I'm just going to say, because people are stupid. Cannot park there and must be at least five feet wide. The surfaces of these spaces must be smooth and level so that wheeled mobility devices can be used easily. And all spots should be painted, usually in blue, and marked with appropriate signage designating the spaces as handicap accessible ones and they should be well maintained and kept clear of snow ice leaves etc so let's pause there for a second yes so i parked in the van spots because i have a bigger i have an suv mm-hmm. and it's sometimes easier to get in and mm-hmm. out but i all i do look around for other handicap spots mm-hmm. before parking in the vans right but if there's no other choice, I mm-hmm. will do that. But it's not my first choice. So let's mm-hmm. clarify that. Like I said, not at Disney Springs. They have a lot of like regular handicap spots. But it, like you go to like Epcot, for example, like every spot has that extra cross hatch, right. basically. Like they make it super easy so you don't have to struggle with finding that right spot. Or like you said, there's someone who's handicapped and that's the only spot that's available. Right. I mean, it's still a valid spot, even if you don't have the need necessarily for the crosshatch area. So I do like that Disney does that. It's, you know, less spaces in that area, but they make it so it's a lot easier for everybody too, depending on your needs. So obviously you can't, not everybody can do that. And the law doesn't say you have to. So So let's, let's pause here again. Mm -hmm. So when you're in this kind of group, this community, mm-hmm. you kind of have to look out for each other mm-hmm. because nobody else is. Yeah. So I don't always try to take the van spot. Mm-hmm. I have a bigger, big enough car that I can, but I try not to mm-hmm. because I know somebody is more handicapped than I am. Right. So why not take the spot over mm-hmm. so they can have that? And that's mm-hmm. where I choose because there, this is a community. Mm-hmm. We all have to look out for each other. Yeah. And if you're in this community, there's a reason why you're in this community mm-hmm. and you're not just parking there for the fuck of it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where people don't understand. Right. Because they see me and they're like, oh, you obviously look like a fit young man. Mm-hmm. Why are you even in this? Right. And I think we touched on that too when we were talking about like running the scooters and right. 
and the wheelchairs or whatever you needed at Disney and we were telling you and same thing here like don't let other people dictate how right. you lead your life because if you need it you need it and that's the way it is absolutely you know absolutely so oh can you report someone not adhering to the ada i'm certain you probably can so let's see there are some avenues you can go down if you think a business or a public area isn't abiding by the laws if you believe someone is breaking federal law you can make a direct complaint on the ada.gov website so that's good to know you can go right there the government agency will then investigate your claim and take action if it's necessary. And this can be helpful if you're trying to make sure the parking lots in your area have the required number of handicap accessible parking spaces. And you can also contact your local law or parking enforcement to lodge a complaint or call the city manager to voice your concerns. So that's super helpful to know. Yeah. And although handicapped places are regulated under federal law, some states and even some cities may have additional restrictions to help with discrimination against disabled individuals. This can include allowing them to park for an extended period of time, even if there is a posted time limit, or parking for free at on-street metered parking. These types of benefits are extended in an effort to make getting around easier for those with disabilities. So you should make sure you check your specific city, state, and that's something now, that, that's something I didn't know that sometimes yeah, they'll let you extend it or depending park for free. on where you are. So you have to check on your city and state laws. So that's right. Nice. I never knew to look into that, that. And that's something I didn't know either. So no. we'll have to do that as well. And like if we're traveling or exactly, doing something. Yes, that would be super helpful. No, especially when we're going to like cons and whatnot. Right. It may help a little bit with us, especially having to go in and out. And that's another thing. If you go to Disney Valet, it is free yes. with your handicap placard. So if you, so one thing that's nice about Disney, let's say mm -hmm. you go to a resort and you have your handicap placard, they mm -hmm. will not charge you for valet parking, mm -mm. and that is wonderful to Disney. Mm -hmm. I fully take advantage of that. And if you have a handicap placard, you should too. Absolutely, because they offer it. I don't think I don't know how publicized it is if you don't know you don't know if but you go on their website you can see it but yeah if you don't think to check on their website you wouldn't know right and mm -hmm. that's exactly why i wanted to do one of these episodes is mm -hmm. to fill you in like we're from florida so we're right. giving you a lot of florida information yeah because that's what we know right exactly. so definitely if you're in a different city state check mm -hmm. with your local government mm -hmm. figure oh, out what's going on and i know i've seen asked on probably like the the disability Disney web like Facebook page but if you have your handicap placard from your state and you come to visit make sure you bring it with you because Disney will I mean they'll let you they'll still park it. in the, the handicap spots because right. you have it even if you're not here from Florida right so always make sure you bring that too if you're going to be driving a car at all I I feel like a lot of people don't realize that like if you have one from Indiana you're still handicapped even in Florida. Right. And it's the United States. It's all equal. Mm -hmm. So yeah, definitely bring, bring it. it with you. Yes. I, we've actually done that. We've driven up from Florida to Indiana and yeah. I had my placard and I would park in the handicap spots. Mm -hmm. Actually, my brother said something about that. He was like, you're parking in the handicap spots. And he was he looked at that placard and he was like, oh, well, you are handicapped so yeah i mean you brought it with you so so here you, and you that's always people, on our list when you travel a lot of people aren't no cops gonna be like oh you can't do that they're gonna even if it's a florida thing they're gonna look at it and be like all right you're yeah fine. as long as it's not expired it's not gonna be any sort of issue right mm -hmm. right so there are penalties for parking in handicapped spots 
Handicapped parking laws protect people with disabilities and provide them with convenient and accessible and comfortable access to parking. So there are penalties if you park there without the placard, as we were saying. Laws for spots state that it's illegal to park in the handicapped parking without the permit, and you cannot park in accessible parking by using someone else's handicapped parking placard unless they're in the car with you. And so let's pause right there. Mm -hmm. So I have a handicapped placard. Yes. Sammy actually does not use it if I'm not in the car with her. I do not know. Mm -mm. Or neither does Nancy. Mm -mm. And... I know it's a law and everything like that, but sometimes I'm just like, you should do it, but she doesn't do it. I do not. Because she's, a, that's good karma. No, I always park in the regular parking. But when she's with me, we use the handicap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do. So I wanted to point that out. Mm-hmm. No, thanks for the shout out. In Florida. So, so this is Florida. So yes. now we've talked about, you know, mm-hmm. laws and everything, but how do you get or is that where we're at? How you get it one? Uh, this one, no, this is about the fines. We okay, have one last section. And this is about there. Florida specifically, so you got to check in your state. But right. in Florida, anyone who uses a handicap permit that doesn't belong to them can be charged with a second-degree misdemeanor. Wow, I didn't know that. With handicap parking tickets reaching $500 or up to six months in jail. Wow. So now I'm definitely not going to do that. I wasn't anyway. <laughs> certainly not going to now and if you were caught parking in a handicapped spot without your permits it's a 250 dollars fine so pause right there in florida i know they in the dmv they actually put it on your record so let's say i Mm. would park there and i didn't have it the police could actually look me up in the system and say handicap park and and match my plate to the car yeah and they could say okay there you go if i ever got a ticket that's exactly what I would do. Mm-hmm. And I encourage you guys, if you're in that same boat, you should do the same thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And I know we've watched, ooh, who was it? It was like the the Jenners or, you know, some like dumbass, like Kardashian, whatever. I remember there was a video I think I showed you where they were parking in the handicapped parking to go get their nails done. Mm-hmm. And there were literally people in the parking lot yelling at them about it, but they don't care. Right. Because that kind of fine to them is nothing. Doesn't matter. Unless and that's six months in pr- jail. And they never would. And that kind of stuff really irks me because it's so disrespectful. They're just out here, they're celebrities. They think they can do whatever they want. And that's how other people do it too. Because, you know, they just like, well, you know, Kendall Jenner did it. It doesn't matter. We can just do whatever. It's not right. that serious, not considering who it may be affecting. So. Before I got in this community, I was the same way. Mm-hmm. I didn't get it. I was like, oh, they're just giving spots away to people. I'm just going to park there. Mm-hmm. Or the expecting mother spots at, at Kroger. I would just pull in and be like, whatever, oh you know? God. But now that I'm in this community, now that I understand, now that I'm older, mm-hmm. I would never do that. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually ashamed of myself for doing it when I was a kid. But, you know, when you're a kid, you think like a child. Mm -hmm. And then you grow up, you put away childless things. So Mm -hmm. here we are. are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I agree with you. It is very offensive to the community. Yes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. All right. So now we'll talk about requirements. And this is at least for Florida. For Florida. Probably similar for a lot of states. Right. So everybody, this... 
I'm going to shout this out for everybody that's giving me the side eye, for everybody that's asked me to move. Mm -hmm. These are the requirements to actually have a parking placard. Yes. Because I have to meet certain requirements yes. to have it. And mm -hmm. if I don't, I'm not going to get it. Mm -hmm. So make sure you listen up. You in the back, make sure you listen yes. to. So obviously to get the placard, there are some steps you have to do. So first thing is you have to have a certified physician fill out an evaluation form to prove you have a disability. So there is a medical form that you need to have your physician fill out for you. So every six months I go back to my doctor mm -hmm. and he evaluates me mm -hmm. and we fill out this form and he gives me one for another six months. I mm -hmm. Sometimes I just don't get why he doesn't get, give it to me, but mm -hmm. I understand. He's, he he he's has the, the hope, always the optimist. He's always the hope that I'm going to get better. That you'll come in and you'll say I don't I'm, need it. This I'm time. cured. Yeah, we shall see down the line. But yeah, so you have to take this form that's been filled out and signed by your physician to the DMV. So you bring it with your ID right. and you go to your local DMV. And then, like you said, they keep the form. Right. They file it away in whatever in system. They make it, they document in the computer, you know, your information, your ID information, probably your license plate. And um, insurance and identification card. Mm -hmm. They put it on there. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so then at that time, they give you the little hanging thing. They give you one. And right. then they put the sticker on there with the expiration date. Right. To show that you have turned in everything and it is within the correct time frame. So that's how you get it. You have to have a doctor fill out the form stating that it's medically necessary for you. You can't just walk in. You just be like, I have a and, limp. Can yeah. I get one? No, even if you're like in a wheelchair, you can't just like show up and be like, I need it. Like you'd have to have your doctor fill out a form. Even right. if you clearly are injured, you have no legs, you still need to have a doctor fill out this form. They can't make that medical determination at the DMV for you. Right. You yeah. have to go to a board certified doctor. Mm -hmm. I want to make that clear that I'm not just fucking around and yeah. parking in these things for the hell of it. Mm -hmm. I went to a doctor and he says there is a medical need mm -hmm. for me to have this. Yes. Mm -hmm. And you're reevaluated every six every months. Every six months we go through this. Mm-hmm. Yes. And again, yeah, it might seem not bad, like he's walking fine, he's whatever fine, but I challenge all of you then you can sit with him when he starts to become in pain and a real pain in my ass <laughs> because he's cranky and uncomfortable <laughs> and we're at a target or something <laughs> or i want to go or i'm, I'm uh, hot or i yeah i have a headache or yeah I'm, everything's flaring up yeah you deal with him then and tell me that he didn't need that short walk to the car you know so right i'm just saying like it does make a big difference in him being able to go out and do things from us not having to park because when i like you go to target you get to park right there but right. when i go to target i always legit park out because i don't want people by my car so if i'm not with you i'm usually like out in the parking lot right making that long trek in and i to be honest with you i miss those days where i could just walk in from afar mm -hmm. but those days are long gone for me now mm -hmm. it's hard i mean even like we went to like Disney, like Epcot is not bad to park at with the handicap parking because it's not a, too far of a walk in, but Epcot is huge. So yeah, that's why we like we said, and go back and listen to that Disney episode, taking breaks, all that stuff that right. you need to do. But like when we go to Universal, that's 
That's a trek. Even with the handicapped spots, it is so long just to get in if you were going to the park. Yeah. It is such a big, long trek. I swear it feels worse than Disney. Oh, absolutely. In. And that's exactly why we're Disney people. <laughs> but I, just as an example, like even getting that handicapped spot, imagine if you couldn't have that and you have that disability. Right. And you just add on to it. It would really discourage you from wanting to do anything. That's, I know we have annual passes for Universal, but we don't go to Universal that much. And I think it's because it's not very handicap accessible. It's a long trek. It is a long trek for me, and we have to take breaks Mm -hmm. to get there. And it's not not, sure. It's not like an easy process. I mean, we haven't. Disney. Looked at getting like a ECV or whatever. So I'm not sure exactly where you rent those from. But I mean, Disney, I know where we get where you get the the scooters and all that and yeah you do have to walk from the parking lot to get in but they do offer um like sometimes they'll have a wheelchairs available in the parking lots if you really need it so that's something else so we to be fair we have looked at buying an uh, electric chair for me we have looked into that and that's still a viable option Mm -hmm. and but i will tell you they are very expensive Mm -hmm. and you want to get one that's goes it's powerful enough but folds and you can bring it with you yeah you can pick up and move it's not very heavy yeah because i feel bad watching some of those people struggle sometimes right if you have to take it apart Mm -hmm. can you put it back together Mm -hmm. it's just there's a lot of options when it comes to electric scooters yes you want to get the perfect one and we We have we should do an episode we, on that where we, we just investigate the different ones out there that's what we'll do our next one we'll investigate i do different scooters yeah and if you have an episode suggestion oh yeah please let us know please hit us up on instagram you know the reason why we do this show is to build a community Mm -hmm. and that's what we hope we're doing with you guys Mm -hmm. so if you have something that you want to talk about or if you want to get on the show and share your story oh for sure let us know because we're always interested in talking with other people Mm -hmm. and so but this this episode is dear to my heart because i've gotten so much slack from this Mm -hmm. and i want people to know that i'm not faking this Mm -hmm. again people with chronic pain even though you're seeing out one day doesn't mean they're cured no Mm -mm. absolutely not so but yeah we will break down different scooters Mm -hmm. i think that's a good good that'll be a fun episode to put together yeah yeah so we can do that for next time and uh i think we've reached the end of our episode yeah i think we kind of covered it we just want to do like the history and what what what's needed especially either if you're curious you're thinking about doing it now you know probably first step is talk to your doctor right about it so we are going to some horror cons this mm-hmm. this spooky season. Spooky. There are, if you want to meet us, if you want to meet Sammy and I, we're mm-hmm. the first con we're going to is '90s con. All of these are in Florida. Florida. We're in Florida, so you have to come to Florida. Yeah. But our first one is '90s con in Tampa. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's from September fifteenth to the seventeenth. We will be there. We will be selling merchandise exclusively to 90s con because that's not like a horror con it mm-hmm. doesn't usually fit in our brand but we want to be there we want to promote we want to let people know 
Mm-hmm. So that's that's coming up. That's coming up really, really quickly. Yeah. The next one we have is Bucala mm-hmm. in Tampa. Uh, that's the first week in the end of October. I think mm-hmm. it's the 4th or the 6th. Mm-hmm. And we will both be there, and that's going to be a blast. Yes. And if you're a fan of horror, if you're a fan of the show, come up and say, hey, mm-hmm. It just remember, we'll be there. Yep. We'll be at the Limitless Broadcasting booth. Yep. The last one we are going to do is Spooky Empire. Yes. And that's October 27th to the 29th. Right before Halloween. And that's in Orlando. Mm-hmm. And it's the 20th anniversary for Spooky Empire. Yeah. So it's going to be a cool show. Mm-hmm. So if you're there and you have chronic pain or if you have a disability and you listen to the show, please come up and say, hey. Yeah. We'd love to talk with you. Again, if you want to get on the show, if you have share your story, if you have a disability or you have a topic you want to talk about, mm-hmm. please hit us up. We'd love to have you on. We're always looking for people. Mm-hmm. I know it seems spooky to get on here and... But it's actually not that bad. It's fun. And it's kind of fun. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. anything else you want to add? Nope, I think that sums it up. All right. Well, thank you for tuning in. And we'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Painful Truth of Living with Chronic Pain with Robbie and Sammy. Make sure you like, follow, and subscribe to the Limitless Podcast Network's own channel, Instagram, and all things social media. And we'll see you all real soon.